Have you ever heard the argument that Christians just want to control people? Well, as we continue to answer objections to the Christian faith, Pastor David will show us the truth. This is a series on questions, objections, and answers uh, about things like belief in God and and issues people have with the Christian faith. Uh, We did this last year in a little bit different. It was called Skeptics Forum. It was seven weeks long, and we've done it again this year, um, kind of taking a little bit different angle at it. I had people send in questions. I had you all ask your friends and coworkers and Facebook friends and all the rest of that for uh, the answer to the questions. Hey, what's your biggest objection to belief in God? What's your biggest objection to the Christian faith? And I got all kinds of responses, and I've had to, not all of them were really in question form or objection form, how to kind of parse through and figure out exactly what people were asking. I've tried to do that. So some of the objections I got this time were the same ones I got last time. And instead of redoing uh, the, the sermons or the messages that I did last year, I just want to point those of you who either got those questions or if you're here and you're one of the people who asked these questions to the sermons where I did that so that we don't retread the same ground too much. And so for those who had objections based on scientific proofs for God's existence, things like that, uh, watch week two on naturalism from last year's Skeptics Forum. All of these are on SeekingSkeptics.com. If you go to SeekingSkeptics.com, you'll find all the messages in the series we're doing right now, and you'll find all the messages from the Skeptics Forum last year. So week two from last year is on naturalism uh, for those who had issues with things like proofs for God's existence, the scientific evidence, and things like that. For those, and there were a number of people who had issues with the authority or reliability of Scripture. We did that in week four last year on the authority and reliability of Scripture. We went through it in some detail, so check that out if you have those issues. And for those who um, had issues specifically with a God that would let people go to hell, week six from last year uh, is the one for you, the problem of hell. And so I don't want to retread those, so I'm just pointing you to those. If you were the ones who asked questions about that stuff or you had friends who did, please point them to those on SeekingSkeptics.com. This week, we're going, to, we're going to study something that's related to um, a kind of a, a couple of different uh, objections or questions about Christian belief. This, this week's a little bit less philosophical. Um, these objections are in a, a little bit different in kind. And so what I want to do is, uh, today's message is called Mind Control and Drugs, Sex, and Rock and Roll. So that at least sounds like it'll be fun, right? Um, so let's read some of these objections. I have a number of them. I just want to read through them, and then I'm going to tell you how I'm going to sort of go through this. So one person said, I believe religion was created in order to control man. Another person said, I also really don't understand why someone with strong religious beliefs worries so much about my sins or if I'm doomed to hell for being a sinner, etc. because I don't believe or I've committed a sin in their eyes. What difference does it make to them? Should they not just concern themselves with their own sins? I'm really not worried about myself or anyone going to hell or heaven if they exist, so why do some people worry so much about strangers' sins? Another person said this as their objection. They object to people who feel they must browbeat you with it. Remember, they say, the Bible is not a weapon to use against people. Uh, Next one, I do not believe in something invented by men to dominate minds by punishments and prizes, same as Santa Claus. Uh, My objection is for any way to dominate minds. Next one says this, the concept that some sins are relatively minor compared to others. 
And the last one we're going to read here is, I feel the Bible is man-made to make people follow the laws they push. I also cannot stand when some Christians pick and choose which things in the Bible they want to condemn. Some act as if one sin is worse than the other. They can't pick the part of the Bible they want to live by and disregard what they don't like, which I agree with that, right? You can't pick the part that you want to live by and disregard the part you don't like. We try that, but it doesn't work. So these, these questions... I've sort of categorized into a couple of objections, okay? The first objection I want to deal with is Christianity as a way to dominate and control people. And then the second one is going to be Christians as overly concerned with other people's sins, okay? So Christianity is a way to dominate and control, and then Christians as overly concerned with other people's sins. And so let's start with Christianity as a way to dominate and control People. Certainly you've heard this objection before, right? That, that Christianity, that religion in general is used to dominate people. Uh, and there's a few different possibilities about the way people go with this one. One is that Christianity has been used or religion has been used to control populations or societies. Essentially, you have a religion that the state is, is running and they use the religious aspect to control the people. Okay, that's one of the objections. Uh, the other uh, would probably be that Christians sometimes use uh, the Bible or scripture or other religions use the religion in order to control smaller groups like a church or like a family, right? And you use the sort of fear and punishment of religion to control people. Uh, so let's look at the first claim first, uh, that Christianity was invented and mostly used to control populations and societies. Okay? In other words, it was invented in order to control as, like a government would, right? to make people do what you want to do, to get power. So there are people who buy this objection or who, who put this objection forward who say things like Christianity or, or usually they say religion. Religion is the source of the most killing and the most wars in the world. You've probably heard this if you've read some of the, uh, what they call the new atheists, guys like Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens. Uh, these guys talk about how religion is the cause of most violence, the cause of most killings, the cause of most wars. First thing I want to clarify, my first kind of objection to this objection, I want to clarify something. I'm not defending religion, Okay, so when we're having this conversation, I only care about defending Christianity. So even if it were true that religions are responsible for most of the killing and wars in the world, I would only be concerned if you could say that Christianity was the cause of the killings and the wars. So they were carried out by Christians in the name of Christ. So providentially, the whole claim is provably false that religions in general, or that Christianity specifically, is the cause of most killings and wars. Before I kind of walk through the, the facts, let's talk about something that I want you to not misunderstand. There are many deaths and some wars that have been carried out by people who claim to be Christians or claim to be acting on God's behalf. Okay, That has happened. No question about it. In fact, between various witch trials, crusades, and inquisitions, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people have been killed. Uh, precise numbers because of the historical time frame are difficult to confirm, but perhaps more than a million people have been killed through these, you know, the witch trials in Europe. Um, you know, there was actually only, you know, maybe 35 witches ever 
killed here in the United States, but in, in Europe there were more people who were burned as witches and so on, uh, the Inquisition, the Crusades, and people kind of point to these as these instances where Christianity has caused all kinds of violence and wars and so on, okay? Um, so I just want to be clear that I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal that this has happened and that it's not a small number of people who have died from the effects of oppression and war sometimes carried out by people who claim to be Christians or claim to be acting on the behalf of God. And so it's wrong. No matter how many people were killed, if it was one or if it was a million, it doesn't matter. It's always going to be wrong. So don't get me wrong on that, okay? I'm going to explain more in a little bit, um, but if we're going to look at this claim, because it's a comparison claim. It's a claim that says religions kill more people than anything else, than any other philosophy, any other set of ideas, that religious people are the ones who are out doing the killing and the wars and the oppression and so on. Um, so I want to I wanna just sort of look at these things and balance them, okay? So I've just told you that it's possible that over a million people have died as the result of the actions of some Christians um, or some people who claim to be Christians over the course of hundreds of years, several hundreds of years, it's possible that as many as a million people died. But non-religious, some people would say atheist regimes, I think most of them were, including Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Hitler, Pol Pot, and others, have killed hundreds of millions of people in less than 100 years. Okay, so the stats, just when we start making comparison claims like religion is the cause of all wars, religion is the cause of all violence, the facts just, they just are against that. It's just not true. Okay, factually not true. Now, I told you, it doesn't matter because I still think it's bad if Christians ever do it, but I'm just telling you, as a comparative claim, it's absurd. Maybe we have a million on this side. We know we have hundreds of millions just in the 20th century. Just from, these, just from these leaders and dictators and governments, okay? Most of whom were outrightly atheist and at least non-religious, at least non-religious, okay? Um, I'm not gonna take the time to bring out all the stats by person and by dictator. I could do all that, but they're there for the Googling, okay? Is that a word, Googling? Um, they're there for that, okay? Or better yet, some real serious historical research will bear this out. You can see the numbers. You can see what happened. You can see the 20th century compared to every century before and the number of deaths that have been caused by those, not who claim to be religious, but who specifically claim to be non-religious, who specifically claim that there is no God, okay? And it makes sense, based on what we talked about a couple weeks ago, if you take God out of the equation, you take objective moral standards and duties out of the equation, and therefore you can do just about anything you want. And so that's what we've actually seen happening, okay? Um, the atheistic or the non-religious regimes have been far more brutal, far more brutal than any religious people, okay? Now, I am not using this to say that atheists or non-religious people are brutal, or that they want to kill people. I don't think that at all. I don't think that atheists or people who are non-religious want to kill and oppress people. Um, if you watch week one of, of this series, you'll see that I don't subscribe to that theory, that people who don't believe in God are, do bad things all the time or want to do bad things all the time. I don't believe that. I'm just answering this objection. So let's be clear. I don't want you to, to misunderstand me. I'm not saying that atheism causes it. I'm just saying religion doesn't cause it, at least not by the stats that they've brought up, all right? Um, okay. This isn't the full answer, though, to this question. Here's the real answer. The real answer is that the actions of oppressing people, killing people, starting wars, 
for conquest and power, they were not done because people were Christians. It wasn't because they were Christians that they were done. It was not because of Christianity or because they were following Christianity in the Bible that anyone has ever gone and oppressed, killed, and started wars, and so on. No one's ever done that because they read the Bible, and the Bible clearly says that they should do that. These things were done precisely because people were not following. We're not following Christianity. We're not following the Bible. Christianity specifically says this. It says that God became a person named Jesus Christ, and he let people kill him so that you could have a relationship with him. Okay? Christianity expressly forbids oppression and murder. Christianity expressly commands love and sacrifice for others. Okay, that's why the abolitionist movement in this country against slavery was spearheaded and fought by Christians. That's why the civil rights movement in America was spearheaded and fought by Christians. That's why Dietrich Bonhoeffer died in Germany standing up against Hitler as a Christian. That's why so many hospitals and orphanages and schools have been built by Christians. That's why so many people have given up all the worldly possessions and risked death and disease to go to all corners of the world to serve people. They don't do that because they're looking to oppress and have power. Okay, the last thing you will ever find if you read scripture and you understand how to read scripture and you read the whole thing, the last thing you'll ever find is an attempt to control people. Christianity is about the good news that you can have relationship with God. Okay, that's what it's about. Relationship implies consent. It implies consent. It implies freedom to enter or to not enter that relationship. It's the opposite of control. It's the opposite of control. Those who have used the name of Christianity either by ignorance or by ill intent to oppress people, to harm people, to start wars, to kill people, they're perverting the gospel. They're perverting the Bible for their own ends. That's not Christianity. Okay, that's not Christianity. No one in this room was forced to be here this morning. Maybe my kids uh, made them come. Um, no one has to stay here now, right? No one, is, no one is saying you have to stay here. Christians who understand the Bible are not looking to force anyone into conversion or to control anyone. That's not the thing. Oppression and control are the weapons of the fearful and the power hungry. That's what oppression is about. Control and oppression are for people who are afraid and who are power hungry. Christians are expressly told in Scripture to avoid those things and to serve as Jesus Christ served. Let me read you a Scripture, Matthew 20, 25 to 28. It says, But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. The people who have rebelled against these commands that the Christ follower was commanded to follow and done the opposite thing cannot be representing Christianity, okay, any more than these people these days who stand outside of the funerals of soldiers with signs that say all kinds of hateful things on them and all that and claim to be Christians. That's not Christianity. There's nothing in Scripture that could ever justify that. Nothing, okay? So the Bible has to be judged by what it teaches and by those who truly follow what it teaches. There will always be those in the world who will use any means they can find 
to gain power and authority and to lord it over people and so on. If they can find some way to twist scripture, any scripture, in order to get that, they'll do it. That doesn't make it Christianity. That doesn't make it Christianity, okay? You cannot baptize your ambitions to have power and oppression in the name of Christ and all of a sudden have them become Christian. That's not the way it works, okay? Christianity generally actually thrives at the margins of society. It's not in power, in governmental and cultural power, that Christianity is strongest. But when it's at the margins, where Christians are in service, where Christians are doing the things that Christians do, that the power of the church is strongest. When Christians get power, they tend to get lazy about being serious about the gospel, and they tend to start to fall away from it. Institutional drift is what happens. And that's why you have some governments who at one time may have been Christian or some schools that at one time may have been Christian who don't look anything like that anymore at all. Go to Harvard and read the inscriptions on the buildings. Look at the history of it. Who made it? What was it made for? What was the purpose of that school? It was created by Christians to be a place to study the Bible. If you go there now, I don't think you'll find that that's the case. Okay, That's the case with most of the early universities and schools that came up in this country, and yet very few of them do it anymore because what happens is we drift. But that's not Christianity, and Christianity can't be blamed for that. You can't have an objection to Christianity based on people who don't follow it, okay? We're called to serve. We're called to love. That's what we're called to do as Christians. If you want to object to those things, that's fine. But you can't object to people who call themselves Christians and do things that are the total opposite of what the Bible tells them to do. Now, don't get me wrong when I say that we're called to serve and we're called to love. Jesus Christ was no pushover, and neither are Christians. We will fight. We will fight. We'll fight with our minds to proclaim truth. We'll fight for the oppressed, for the orphan, for the widow, for the outcast. That's what Christians do. Okay, we fight against those things, those who try to exercise power and dominate and oppress and cast out. And the reason we do that is because we believe people are made in the image and likeness of God and that he loves them, and therefore we love them. That's what Christianity looks like. So those who um, are trying to suggest that Christianity, at least, I can't speak for other religions, and I don't have any interest in trying to defend other religions, but that Christianity is at its base, it was invented so that people could control people. It's ridiculous. And, and it seems a little disingenuous to suggest that it, that it is because so many of those, including Jesus Christ, but so many of those who led the church early on from the beginning sought no power and gave up their lives for the truth. It seems like a kind of a tough life if you're looking for power and domination to go serve, 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 die. That seems like a tough life for somebody who's looking to have power and domination. If they were trying to do that, it didn't work. It didn't work because it wasn't supposed to be that. Okay? The second part of that objection, those who would use Christianity to control a church or to control their family, those things are respectively called occult and abuse. That's what those things are. Those aren't Christianity either. Okay? We, don't, we don't try to control people, period. That's just not what we do. Now, I'm not saying that you don't get control of your kids. Um, you got to do that, right? You can't let them go crazy. They'll hurt themselves. But I'm talking about the kind of control that someone would object to, that someone would object to, okay? Um, the gospel is a truth 
that we follow willingly, that we consent to follow, that we desire to follow. It is not a lie that we use to control people. When you know all the facts, it sure changes things, doesn't it? And here at Axe Church in Vancouver, Washington, Pastor David gives us this same practical, no-nonsense teaching that's based on the truth from God's Word in the Bible. And if that's something you'd like more of in your own life, come see us this Sunday morning. Get directions and all the info you need at axechurchnw.org or call 360-885-9000. Well, that's it for today, and I hope you'll check out the next episode here on Contemplate.